y'all it is snotty spooky with crooked c-max <laughs> what did you call me crooked c-max because your glasses yeah but you gotta hit them with the glasses crooked, crooked, gla- crooked is a horrible thing to be called i want to put it on oh record. you know what You're that's right. horrible no i take it back sorry y'all can we start over can we delete do, this do, do, do. let's round up my wife just called me crooked i didn't i didn't mean it crooked. she's a rootinous tootinous i didn't mean crooked like like no, you're right. wanted, fine, dead or alive, crooked. I meant. I mean, but if you're wanted, dead or alive, you might have been framed. That's true. I didn't mean crooked. Dutch like, had a plan the whole time. We I, talked a lot about this yesterday. We did, and I really don't want to talk more All right, about it. You got it. We are matrimony. I'm C Max, by the way. Crooked C Max, apparently. We are a matrimony of madness. We dated on Halloween, we got married on Halloween, and we spent all our evenings talking about all things spooky. Ooh, acid indigestion. We are a family friendly. <laughs> I take these for acid indigestion. We are, we are a family friendly podcast with all the blood and guts. And whether it's your first time listening or you're a frequent listener, we want to take you a stab. We, we want to thank you for taking a stab at it. I didn't say family, but I said we want, it, we want you to stab us, I think that's what I said. You said we want to take you to stab us. <laughs> we want to take you. Yeah, sometimes. We want to take you out to dinner for you to stab us. Some, Texas Roadhouse, you know, I'd rather be have a knife in my eye. But not for the food. For the not for the food. Get me out of there. Let me out. You know, Eric Andre's like, let me in. It's let me out. It's let the reverse. Out. Let That's me out. That's true. Let me in for the for those yeast rolls, but let me out for that environment. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. I, I love thought, the yeast rolls. I thought we were getting into like infinity pool territory. Let me in for the yeast. And no. let me. I was like. We haven't gotten into that right, we haven't, we, segment who, yet. Who? Also, y'all, I want to apologize. I might sound kind of stuffy and gross. I have like a big loogie in my throat right now. <laughs> Okay, come on, send it. Nope, I'm doing Infinity Pool ASMR. Okay. <laughs> that was gross. Anyways. Uh, that sounded really, that, I wonder how cool that sounds, if at all. Or it might not have even picked it up. It might not have, you're right. Go so ahead. Y'all, y'all, I have a big loogie in my throat. And I can't get it out. Um, so I want to apologize in advance. If I sound like I have a big loogie in my throat, it's because I do. And if I sneeze, ugh, I sneezed this morning. It was so nasty. I'm sure it was. Ugh, it was gross. So anyways, I want to apologize for my snotty self. That's okay. Also, so you guys know, we haven't really officially announced uh, anything yet. But to those who follow us, sorry, and listen a lot, uh, we're thankful for that. But what we do want to say is that we are going to go to an official bi-weekly schedule. Uh, It's just... You move into a new house, right? And then there's a million things to do. And Spooky goes to CrossFit at 6.30. And she doesn't really get home till like 8.30 or 9. And then I have different things I do during the week with my friends where I, you know, I have prearranged days where we play video games and stuff like that. So we want to keep doing the podcast, but the weekends are kind of our time to hang out and be together. And sometimes we fill them up. And so... We fill them up, and then Sunday comes around, especially with The Last of Us right now, and we have our, I have my brother and his girlfriend come over to watch The Last of Us, and it's just, it's, it's very hard, it's very hard to do it week to week when it's not our job, because we enjoy doing it, and we enjoy those who have said, like, hey, where's the episode? What's going on? 
So in order to still do it because we do have fun and to or- and in order to maybe gain more traction, it's easier to do it bi-weekly uh, for more action-packed episodes. Uh, there have been times where there was nothing to talk about and we wanted to do some of the original segment ideas we have, but at the same time, not as many people are listening as listening as we would like, so it's almost like we don't want to do those segments yet. It's it's this big catch one catch twenty two. And if you've ever done content or streaming, or even writing music, uh, you know we're gonna play a new we want, we're gonna play this new song live first time ever, and then five people are there, and then you either play it or you scratch it from the set list. Kind of it's kind of things like that. So uh, long story short, we're gonna go to a biweekly schedule. If things blow up and we find more joy in it, not that we find joy because of popularity or validation, we don't really care, but we like we're married, so we could just talk to each other about this stuff, but we record it so other people can hear it. So we're still not missing out if we were to stop doing the podcast, but who is missing out is you guys. So ultimately we decided to switch it to a biweekly schedule. Uh, there was some, there was some back and forth about maybe not doing it at all, but we decided let's try the excuse me, bi-weekly schedule and kind of see what happens. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. So each episode may be a little longer than an hour. We know that was our vision, but if we're only, if we're only recording bi-weekly and we've got a lot to talk about, uh, it's easier for you guys to take like two weeks to listen to like an hour and a half episode or whatever. That's true. That's, that's my take. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. The story is stuck. The story so far. What you got? Um, I have a little bit of news. What do, you, or do you want to say anything? Do I want to sing? No. <laughs> no. No, I don't want to sing right now. Was, okay. No, no singing. What about me? Do you want to sing? No. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm not going to deny it. I will not <laughs> let your people go. Y'all, if you haven't seen The Prince of Egypt, stop what you're doing right now and go watch it. It's so good. It's, it's Even just, if you're an atheist. It's true. Maybe it'll change your life. You don't know. Or maybe it won't, but it's still just a great movie. It will change your life somehow in some capacity. Yeah, it's true. The music just slaps. Um, so I got some news. Lisa Loring, who is the original Wednesday, not to be confused with Jenna Ortega or Christina Ricci, uh, unfortunately she died at 64. So I love how... 64 is a very young age. Uh, so let me hit you with, I was having hardcore anxiety before we started this podcast because... Uh, a bunch of people died this week. Yep. Uh, so you did take all these? Lance take- Kerwin also died at 62. He, did. he, he was did. in the original Sims a lot. He played Mark. Uh, so he also died. And then someone else died yesterday. I don't know who else died yesterday. Uh, Annie Hirschwing, who was the original voice of Tess, died yes. at 45. Yeah, I did see that actually. So I just want to let you know as my wife and my partner, you've relieved my anxiety because I was like, do we talk? Do we mention any of these? It's like it sucks because it's like you don't want to mention it because then people are like, man, thanks a lot. But then you do want to mention it to honor their memory. You know, it's like, again, I mean, all of these people life's full of anomalies. They've contributed. All of these people contributed so many ways to the movie industry, to the video game industry, to To the the community, to the community, to the book industry, too, because like it's just like it's just everything. Just the media industry as a whole. Mm -hmm. The entertainment industry, I guess you could say. Uh, and, you know, our, it was a weird week. And obviously our thoughts and prayers are with their families. It sucks because they all died at such a young age. I don't know the cause of death or anything. I didn't no, know. No, yeah, we don't have to that. get into that. So, yeah. um, so that's what I got. Speaking of 
test. All right, that's it. We love you guys okay. so much. Uh, have a killer week. Be grateful you're alive. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's you just kind of like, all right, so uh, that's what I got. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, the Last of Us officially got renewed for season two. That it did. So that's exciting. Let's go. Last of Us. E- oh, so this, is, this one's fun. Asha. Asha. Uh, Zach Greger, who was the director of Barbarian, he's coming out with a new movie. He is. So I, I have that actually up. I was, you're, I'm proud of you, man. You did, you did some work. I lo- you guys aren't seeing the fact that she's like weirdly sexually looking at me. And it's like, I get it, man. Like, mama, I get it. it this it's one's fine. called Weapons. I will go see it. I, we've, we've talked about Barbarian. We don't have- Oh my gosh, you and I were doing two different songs. Oh, you were doing the Benny Hill? I was doing- Yeah. You did Benny Hill. I was doing- Hell yeah. Heck yeah. Am I allowed to say hell? Yeah, you can say hell. Blake. Good. They say hell on the radio. And you know what else is crazy? They were talking about- really inappropriate things on the radio the other day and i was like so this is so like we're gonna talk about censorship in a little bit because i'm gonna bring it up and it's gonna be maybe a hot take tuesday segment which we didn't talk about hot take tuesday at all during our matrimony madness meeting well we're not very great at meetings apparently we're great at meetings each other gross (laughs) at a restaurant (laughs) at an airport in barnes and noble what (laughs) There's restaurants in Barnes and Noble? That'd be sick. I mean, there's Starbucks in Barnes and Nobles. No, that's it's like fake Starbucks. Let's it, be is a, it is Bobo Starbucks. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, the, the workers are always great, but it's fake Starbucks. This chair is so messed up. And they used to sell Pepsi and they don't anymore. But Starbucks I don't drink. In? in Barnes and Noble? The Barnes and Noble one, yeah. They really? used to sell. Yeah, dude, come on. Oh, man. yeah, and the little thingy. I used to take the kids here, the kids there that we worked with, get them jobs because they were applying to jobs. And then you get that sweet pep. And then I would help them with the psychological questionnaire because they were like, this is stupid. I'm like, it is. Let me tell you how to win. Let me explain how to win this thing. This is how you win. I was going right. to say, yeah, I'll, I'll go see this movie. Uh, I'm super excited for the fact that it's, it's, a, it's, like an, it's an indie studio signing a big deal with New Line Cinema. So that's really cool. So do you know what it's about? No idea. Okay. They start filming in July. I just know it's called Weapons. I'm yeah, it is called Weapons. About. It is called Weapons. J.D. Lifshitz, and I know I said that sounds like a bad word. That's the actual name. And Raphael Margulis. I probably said their names wrong, guys. You know how I am. I want to give them credit. Uh, and, and I'm willing to butcher someone's name to give them credit than not say it at all. You know that, what? That I'm is something you. I firmly stand by. I am an, in agreement with you. Like if someone really liked your work before you were married and they said, you know, uh, Andrea Fastigi, I'd be okay with it because they were still giving you props and they tried. They tried. And let me be, let me be honest. Every teacher growing up always got my name wrong. So it's fine. Fast, fast. What's the weirdest? Fastigetti. Fastigetti. <laughs> Fastigetti was always the one that just because I was Italian, I must have had spaghetti in my name somewhere. Too Fastigetti, too furious. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Burr, 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 burr. Cool. What else you got? You're doing good. You're doing Thanks. really good. I'm pretty because guys, before the podcast, we literally go to press play and I go, or we literally go to press record, and I go, uh, we forgot news. And she's like, I did it, and I think that's you know, she murdered it. She murdered the track. Thanks for someone who wanted to quit. In the I'm words, not a quitter. In the words of Ted Lasso, I don't quit nothing. So Megan is getting a sequel. 
Oh, I didn't. It is called Megan 2.0, and it's coming out January 17, 2025. It already has a release date, already has a name. Megan 2.0. Why do you need that long for this movie to come out? Because high tech, baby. 2.0. High tech. <laughs> I don't know. High tech, baby. Futuristic. Liquid cooling. PS6. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and also, uh, this movie that everyone is all up in arms about that we have Hold not seen. Yes. yes? Uh, Megan's also on VOD, I think. Uh, Megan is on VOD yeah. now. That is correct. Um, also coming to VOD February 2nd is this movie that people are either really into or really not into. And I mean, like, really not into it. And that's Skinamarink. And, man, it's coming to Shutter February 2nd. And I'm, I'm excited to watch it because people are either like, man, this was too weird for me. I had to stop watching it, had to turn it off, didn't enjoy it. Or some people were like, man, this is a wild ride. Might as well. So here I am. I'm here for the wild rides. I have, like, a speak no evil vibe coming from it. Hmm. But I'm going to bring that expectation down a little bit. Yeah, definitely don't do that. That's what I got. That's my news. That's not bad, actually. You did really good. I'm proud of you. Thanks. Uh, There are some trailers out there, guys. Uh, Go watch them. We forgot to watch them, so I'm not going to mention them because then you're going to be like, you didn't watch that trailer yet? Poser. And I'm going to be like, I did not watch the trailer yet. We do uh, keep us accountable, guys. We do have some content that we want to put out this week. We're going to try to put out something every, every day. My, uh, my mentor, Gary V, would say you got to put out four things a day. He's absolutely right, but I don't see this as a business. I see this as fun. And our so, baseline is zero. Our baseline is zero a day. Uh, or actually, it's probably like 0.25 a day or something. Yeah, I'd say that. So we're going to go fair. with one a day. We, we, we got some plans. So if you guys uh, like what we put out there and you want to give us a comment or a like or a thumbs up or a hee hee ha ha, let me know. Also, Blake, Blake Nolan Fastigi, uh, I don't, it's, what time is it over there? It's 1.50 p.m. over there. Uh, they got his, Chris, his uh, birthday present came in. So we got to do a call with him today. That's exciting. But I want him to, know, I want to ask him if he thinks hell is family friendly or not. So Blake Nolan Fastigia want as a little monster, one of the founding little is monsters. Is hell a bad word? Is hell a bad word? Well, he thinks I'm, stupid is a bad word. I mean, that kid curses. He does curse. That kid's text to Maybe talk. Maybe he's not a good person to ask. <laughs> He'd be like, do whatever you want. Beep. Y'all, y'all. Do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, our, uh, our nephew Blake's text to talk, there's a demon in his room. It's crazy. Because, yeah. Some of the things that it said is like it's wild. bad, it's horrible. Like he said, like a certain nationality, a hole the other day, and then he said like curse word, curse word, mom's croissant, curse word, curse word, <laughs> mom's croissant, mother. Uh! Yeah, I was like, what is going on? It's a, it's very funny to read, but we've had to tell him, dude, you have to use the voice. Yeah, you have to just leave a voice message. You have to leave a voice message. You the can't text do, to talk. You can't do text work. to talk anymore. Because you're a little hard of hearing, it. I don't. You're it's not enunciating. Not yeah, not it's working. not. It's not helping. Uh, we should do a segment one day. <laughs> Text to talk with Blake. That would be funny. <laughs> that would be funny. Uh, so yeah, that was the news. That was my news. Not bad. I like it. There was some. There was some underlying thing I wanted to say, but I forgot. Oh, do you want to before we get into? Uh, the two big segments. Did you want to tell people about some of the artwork you got at Festival of the Arts? Guys, I got so much artwork. A lot. We did. We spent so much money. I felt like those people in those movies who buy art who are rich. 
That was us. That wasn't what I was trying to we be. We went to Epcot, and they had their art festival going on. They still do. They still do. And we got some art. Uh, there's one where it, there's Donald, Goofy, and Mickey kind of looking scared, and you've got the ghosties in back of them. I do like that one. Haunting them. The uh, spooky, scary skeletons, Mickey, uh, little cartoon. We have like a full paint, like canvas painting of that. It's pretty big. That's the Very biggest good. piece that we got. Ooh, I don't think we got any other spooky ones. Did we? Not that comes to mind. No. No. And then we got, we got some, um, the other canvas one we got was like a firefighter one. Um, we got that for his dad. And we just, we got a Captain Hook one. We got, I, I don't know. We just got a, it's hard to explain it without just like showing them. We got two pieces of Remy, like Remy from Ratatouille. Apparently I picked up two of the same one. She did. Because I was going through them the other day and then I was like, oh, here's Remy. And then I went to the next one and I was like, oh my gosh, this is the same exact painting. And then I was like, did I pay for these two? Did I? Did they only scan one? It's so weird because I was watching her scan them and I didn't see two of them. Huh. Maybe maybe they were like um, stuck. Yeah, stuck together. I don't know. Maybe I don't know where the receipts at. So that stinks. So, anyways, got a bunch of art. Probably gonna have to get some more because we have so much empty space in our house. C Max likes to say that we are like um, Kingpin in Daredevil, just staring at our blank walls. That's basically what we do. So, yeah. That is what we do. That was it. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, bought some artwork. Uh, tried to find classy Disney spooky artwork. Because I get it. Like, it's cool to have, you know, Terrifier 2 prints in your house. But, I don't know. It's, we try to be empathetic with the fact that, like, some, pe- some kids, some little monsters aren't about that life. No. Some have- adults aren't about that life. They're not. And we love Disney. We're not afraid to say it. We are Disney. We are Disney people. We're Disney fanatics, and that's okay. So, and, like, I want to support the artists. I made a really funny joke the other day that no one heard because I sent it to someone and they didn't see it. But was it me? No. Oh, I was like, what are you This guy about? did a, uh, this guy did a Vine, whatever, Vine, <laughs> TikTok, I don't know, whatever this, whatever these whippersnappers are doing. And he basically was like, I'm at Disney and adults are here wearing Mickey headbands, mini headbands, and they're excited to see Mickey. And he's like, like, what? Wasn't very funny. It was a little cringe. Yeah. He was preying on people's joy. Yeah. My response to the person who posted the video was. You commented on it? I commented to the person who posted the video. Oh, okay. It's just a joke. And I said, this guy's still mad that his favorite band, Maroon 5, had the lead singer's sexual text messages leaked. Ooh, which is why they can't play at Epcot anymore. Boom. Roasted. <laughs> He'd maybe want to go to Epcot if his favorite band Maroon 5 was playing. They used to play. They don't anymore. Sugar! <laughs> <laughs> you know who loves to play at Epcot? Simple Plan. That is true. And that is not a family-friendly band. Nope. They so, might be now. So what do they... Yeah, like, do they... Like that, that that I'm addicted to you song where he like obviously pauses and says a certain word. Like, does he is he still allowed to say that or does he have to like edit it? No, I think he still says it. Props. Unless they don't play their that CD, maybe they play new stuff or no, something. Do no, they, they have new they stuff? They play the hits. Do 
they have new stuff? Are they still a band? <laughs> they, Are they just they're, Epcot? They're one of those bands that got together that's like, we're back. Yeah. Because everyone else is back. They're huge on TikTok. Are they? Yeah. I mean, I could see that. They do a lot of like stitches with people. And yeah, they're huge. You got to think they're a new band for like kids who are 15. That's true. That never, they're brand new. Yeah. They're a brand new band. Not brand new, the band. They're a they're brand, brand new, new band. Which is so funny because they are old. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, props to them. So what are we starting with first? So we got The Last of Us. Okay, we're going to start with The Last of Us We're going to start with The Last of Us. So as you guys know, we're going to be hitting you with uh, two episodes a week probably, uh, depending on the way it falls. Because Two the, Last of Us episodes yeah, a week. Yeah, sorry, 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 yeah. Two Last of Us episodes every week because of the way, of the way that they fall. So... The last episode we did, we did uh, one and two, or we just did one, right? We There's just been three did episodes? one. Okay. There's been three. Yeah, we did the first episode, so go back and check that out. Yep, so today we will be talking about the second episode and the third episode, and also for those listening who do not care about The Last of Us or whatever, you can skip ahead to our Infinity Pool review. We view. Why did I say that weird? We view. We view. We view. Uh, we did also see that this weekend, so we will be discussing that after this segment. So if you're like, I don't care about The Last of Us, that's okay. Whatever. If you find more joy in the Infinity Pool, I'm a little concerned, but that's okay. <laughs> Go ahead and skip ahead. <laughs> Beautiful. Also, uh, we are gonna uh, we're gonna hit the spoiler warning. Here's how we're gonna do it because Spooky has pointed something out to me. We're just going to talk about the show i feel like there are people out there obviously i know a few of them who will never play the game but they want to watch the show i feel like it's unfair of me to talk about the game like ahead of time yeah it's it's like having read the book or the or the script you know yeah so we're just gonna do the episodes as they come obviously having myself played the game a numerous amount of times i am very excited about things to come but I'm not going to talk about them until they happen. Right. So when they happen, if there's a difference between the game and the and the show, we'll talk about that. Obviously, there's a lot to talk about today with the differences. However, I'm not going to do that ahead of time, if that makes sense. So if this is solely for the show, we're not going to talk about – we're not going to do you've had to play the game in the show because I feel like a lot of people wouldn't be able to listen. Yeah, we're just talking about the show. We're just talking about the show. So we're going to hit that spoiler uh, stuff. If you haven't watched episodes, we're going to do them together. If you haven't watched episodes two or three of The Last of Us on HBO, uh, hit that pause button now. Hey, unpaused. Here we are back again. Back in black. I hit the sack. Oh. That's what he says in the song. I swear to God. Back in black. I hit the sack. That's what he says. <laughs> How is that new information to you? I was singing Amy Winehouse, but okay. Oh, <laughs> my bad. I was thinking of those times that I was grounded in a corner and I had a compact disc and I just listened to ACDC praying my dad and mom would die or something Whoa. when you're an angsty five-year-old getting in trouble all the time and no one's telling you what to do they're just telling you what not to do that's why i'm in the profession <clears> this <throat> goes true. way back my brain was infected also the name of last of us episode two 
Hit it. Oh, it's called Infected? It was called Infected. All right. So this mm-hmm. was our, um, so this is our test episode. Is this what I'm calling it? That's our test episode. So what do you want me to do? You want me to just give you a synopsis of what? Yeah, just talk about on? it. So basically. Just, just talk about it. Uh, there is no. So Joel and Tess are, are bringing Ellie to Boston because they need to find this. They need to find, find a firefly camp to get this battery for a car. And that's that's their goal. So they are going through buildings. They go through the museum, which is our first look at the clickers. Yes. Which was very exciting. I thoroughly enjoyed that. There was also that part, and there was also the part very similar. To, a lot of the, a lot of the scenery and images match up to the game, but there was the part where they walk in the water a little bit. Yes. And there was also uh, the part where they teased that, like him having to move a ladder or whatever, or him. Uh, they said something about him oh, having to move because Ellie just walks across the beam. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, st- and she he, walks and across. She's like, I'm just gonna go, and he wanted her to wait, but she's she just went. The the clicker part in the museum I thought was very well made. Very well made. Afterwards, I in my head or out loud, I don't remember if I said it, but I was like, I remember way more clickers in this part. That's true. <laughs> because no, yeah, there absolutely. were so many clickers in the museum. But I feel like it was very they did a I think they did a really good job in that scene. It was very cool the way that they shot it because there's no light anywhere Mm -mm. so like there's no electricity there's nothing Mm -mm. it's very dark in there but Mm -hmm. you can still see you can still see basically everything that's going on it's very intimate because we're we're very close in with each other yeah the shots were the shot the the point of view shots especially during the museum were seeing like let's let's zoom in through the display cases or yeah there's a couple scenes where like it was like Ellie had the camera. Yeah. Like right in Joel, like Joel, like Pedro Pascal's face is like right there. Yeah. All, like it's it's literally so, neck up. Yeah. It was different perspectives throughout that area, and I thought that was really cool. Uh, I kept making a joke that I wanted him to throw a brick or a bottle to distract <laughs> the clickers, but and then that, he ends up stepping on glass. And then he ends up stepping on a glass, and I was like, dang. So, but I don't think we're gonna get that. No, nah, there's only so much you can do. I made a joke of. Having Pedro Pascal bend over and do the little, the arm, the arm infinity symbol motion of like making the, making the Molotov or the oh, or pulling yeah. out a brick or whatever or, like a shiv or, something. or crafting ammo. Uh, yeah, the the museum was very good, and I feel like some of the decor. If I look back in my brain at playing the game, some of the decor was almost like exactly the same. Yeah, I think so. I think that. So the the layout of the room was almost like perfect. Yeah, I, the layout was very good. I remember in the game there being like a piece of colonial armor. I remember seeing. I'm pretty sure there was something like that in the show. Yeah. Uh, there was a there's a flag sitting at a certain corner of the room. I think I remember that in the game as well. Mm-hmm. So they're really trying, within reason, to make it as, uh, as scripted best towards the game as they can, and we will find out. We'll find as we get into episode three, we'll kind of describe how that process changes, yeah, and how they decided what to change and what not to change. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, uh, I don't. I don't want to throw off your thunder. So obviously, they get out of the museum. There is something I want to talk about in that episode, but I, I don't want to steal your thunder. So they get out of the museum. They get out of the museum. They end up going to the Capitol building, and this is where they're trying to meet the Firefly mm-hmm. camp to get the battery. 
and they walk in and everyone's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also where Tess reveals to them that she has been bitten. Mm-hmm. So, and I knew they were going to do it that early. And everyone told me they weren't going to do it. Nah. Everyone said they're going to keep her alive. And I nope. said, nope, they're going to kill her off. Um, so she reveals that, that basically she's, she's done for. Mm-hmm. And one of the cool things they added in the show that is not in the game is the tentacle thing. Is mm-hmm. that what they are? Like the, tendrils? Like the tendrils? Yeah, you call them tendrils. So <clears throat> I said movie. I meant to say show. So these tendrils are connected basically to all of the infected that are on the inside of the building and the outside of the building. And it looks like I'm pretty sure Joel or somebody steps on a tendril or something mm-hmm. and it activates. There's a huge horde of it's a hive mind. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Like a hive mind outside of the Capitol building that they actually see before they see it from like above. Cause they have to go a different way. Yeah. Before they go in. And they know right away, like, okay, this hive is going to come after us. And that's something that's not in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the tendril thing is not in the game. It's a very cool thing that they added. I do like it a lot. I'm glad it wasn't in the game. It would have <laughs> made the game basically impossible to do. But I feel like they replaced the spores with the tendrils, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're probably like, oh, we got rid of the spores. So here's the tendrils. Um, I'm okay with it. And then, of course, Tess is, you know, well, I'm going to I'm going to save you guys get out. I'm going to I'm going to blow up this building. Basically, one thing that was weird was I don't know why they had to have some infected infected make out with Tess. Very weird. What was the point of that? Uh, We don't know. So that was so strange. The difference in the game at this portion is they show up. Uh, they show up to the 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 bank building, Capitol building, whatever we're calling it. They show up to the building that is where the fireflies are supposed to be. If I remember correctly, in the game, I don't th- I don't know if fireflies were dead or if they just weren't there. I thought they just weren't there. Yeah, I think they. Just I don't remember there. them being. Don't dead, quote but me, I could be wrong. Don't quote me. I played the game numerous times, but I don't think anyone was there. Then, uh, in the game, Fedra shows up. It's yes, not, that's what it it's is. Not it is a federal, horde of, yes. It's not a horde of infected uh, because obviously they added this tendril hive mind thing to where they stepped on the tendrils. Now the hive mind mm-hmm. has this almost echo location of, oh, I'm, I'm, reading the sing- I'm reading the signal from the hive mind that this is where they are, so they go there. Uh, in the game, Fedra shows up and they basically they assume that they're fireflies. Yeah. And so Tess goes, you guys get away. I'm going to fight them off. I'm already infected. Right. She goes to say, like, let me fight them off. And then uh, Joel's like, what are you doing? Let's run. And she's like, you know, sh- sh- she said she says the same line. Like, our, our luck had to run out Our somewhere. luck had to run out sometime, and yeah. And she shows him that, he, that she got bit. And she ends up having – she ends up killing some Fedra agents, and then Fedra agents kill her while Joel and Ellie escape. And right. then – Joel and Ellie, I believe, if I remember correctly, they fight through some Fedra to get out, which they don't show. It just kind of shows because there's no Fedra. Yeah, in, there's no in Fedra. The it's just infected. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand the makeout thing. That was so weird. Because uh, she literally, she could have just been getting attacked by one, and she just dropped yeah. the lighter like that. I don't understand. I don't. That was just weird. 
I don't know. I felt that I found that very unnecessary. Now we didn't watch the end interview for that episode, mm-hmm. so maybe they went over on why they did that, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we could definitely always go back because we're watching it. We're we're streaming it. We're not watching. We're watching it live, but we're also streaming it. If that makes sense. Yeah. So we could always go back and watch that. Uh, I I really I don't mind the tendril thing. We'll see where it ends up. I I think the tendril thing is to add more of a horror element. Yeah. Uh, they really want to. They're really trying to go for broke with the existentialism, the horror, all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And the same as in the game, Tess is basically like. We can save, like we can save the world, and Joel is very like, nah, we can't. Yeah, this stuff sucks. It's over. Like whatever. And she says, just like she did in the game, like, I don't ask you for anything, but I want you to follow through on this. I want you to take Ellie where she needs to go. Yeah, yeah. Like he, she basically made him promise to to do this for her, Mm -hmm. which was the same in the game. Like it was basically her dying wish. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's also the same in the game as well. What I really liked about episode two also was uh, obviously when they're walking through Boston, a lot of that was the same. The big skyscraper shots and then, the like you said, the walking on the beam, uh, the dynamic of Tess kind of coming around to Ellie versus Joel, like being very cold hearted. And, yeah. you know, this is I don't want to do this. Yeah, she was this. more opening yeah. up to her, which is the same way it is in the game, too. Uh, and it creates the catalyst for things to happen in the game and in the show from now on. Yeah. Uh, what we'll see. Uh, what I really liked about the second episode, which uh, you didn't touch on, which is which is fine, is the very beginning of the episode. I don't remember what the beginning they was. Had, they went and grabbed a mycologist, and she did the samples on... Oh, the cordyceps and the that's person right. that's and these right. are all guys any the episode one and episode two the beginnings of those episodes are not in the game see i've what well, i think what i'm doing is i'm merging these episodes together that's in okay. my mind that's I, okay. it's hard for me to separate them well it, we just need to because we're doing shows bi-weekly we'll just get better at yeah. writing them down but i think we did a this this ep, episode i mean episode three i feel like there's a lot more to technically discuss episode two was pretty similar to the game yeah it was. we're on a journey yeah oh here's some clickers oh no up oh, here's some infected here's these tendril things like pretty self-explanatory yeah. episode three yeah. provides more discussion as far as for sure overall symbolism and just things that happen yeah. and differences difference duh, differences from the game to the show but yeah they grab a mycologist uh, from her from her office, I believe, or her work. No, they grab her from a restaurant. That's right. She's, she's eating. She's trying to. She's just right. eating. And they grab her, and basically, the government is saying, uh, "There's, there's this cordyceps virus, and we want you to check it because you've dealt with fungi your whole life." And she she checks the samples, and she opens the mouth, and the cordyceps like tries to yeah. come out of the mouth, and she's in a hazard suit. And she ends up leaving, and she's trying to find the root of the infection. She's like, when did this start? Who bit who? And they said it happened in a grain factory and that people didn't go to work and they got sick. And they're basically like, how do we spread it? And she goes, like, bomb the whole place. Yeah. She's like, bomb the whole country. And she's like, I want to go home and be with my family. Basically before we all die. Yeah. She's like, bomb. We got to bomb us. Uh, And then they don't – they just show that. They just show her saying that, and then it cuts to – To the present. To modern day, what's going on. Yeah. 
Uh, I really like I liked the I liked the, the the discussion in episode one, and I really liked the part in episode two. I really liked this part. In episode, I like the lore building because I know a lot about the lore because I've researched it and I've I we watched uh, we watched the grounded documentary on the game, which explains a lot of the lore and things like that. Yeah. For those who didn't see that. For those who played the game and didn't watch that, I feel like this is still really cool because it's probably stuff they don't know. Yeah, probably. Um, and I see a lot of TikToks out there that are explaining the Cordyceps virus, which is fine. Uh, not to be a prude, I, we knew about this stuff a long time ago, but hey, content's content. I get it, whatever. That's fine. So any other thoughts about episode two? No. I mean, it's pretty pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward. Pretty much what we knew was going to happen. Rest in peace, Tess. It sucks because Anna Torv is such a good actress. Yeah, I love I her in Mindhunter. She's so powerful. She commands. Yeah. She commands her performances, but like she played the part she had to play. I feel like, I feel like one more episode with her and Ellie's relationship would have been very beneficial, especially transitioning to just a Joel and Ellie relationship. I agree. I feel like that would have helped a lot, but I understand there's a lot to this that you have to unpack. Mm -hmm. I agree. So that's episode two, uh, going into episode three, which is going to be a lot more fresh that we watched last night. Yes. Episode three. So episode three, basically, I keep looking at the window. I don't know. I'm just looking out the window. Basically three, basically three, basically three. Episode three basically starts with <laughs> Ellie going to going to talk to Joel and he being like, "I don't want to apologize." And she was like, "I'm not here to apologize. I'm here to say you can't blame me. Yeah, you you guys made a choice. Mm-hmm. You decided to do this. No one forced you to do it. You needed a battery, and this was your choice." Mm-hmm. So she's like, "You can't blame me for mm-hmm. Tess," mm-hmm. Uh, which I thought was good on her part to kind of stand up for herself and be like. Hey, like I'm not here to to give you a pity party. Like you made this choice. That's all. It's also how the next scene in the game starts, where you first play as Ellie for the first time. Yeah. Because you're walking around in the grass and stuff. Yeah. What I really liked about the beginning of this episode, um, and this episode, they're they're on their way to Bill and Frank's, mm-hmm. which we got introduced to <laughs> in episode one, solely through the radio contact. <coughs> yes, which they didn't see. They did not see. So, um, if you remember in episode one, Ellie mentions, oh, you, what's the decades? Oh, 80s must mean trouble. And it just says B and F. It yeah. doesn't say Bill and Frank. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is who they're going to. They're going to Bill and Frank's, which is the people they've been in contact with through the radio. What I really liked about the beginning of this episode was all the questions that Ellie asked. Uh-huh. Because she grew up in Fedra. Yeah. All she knows is Fedra. It's a she totalitarian knows, leadership. She knows they, nothing yeah. about how the pandemic started. They see a plane crash and she's like, Oh my gosh, you have you been in one of those before? Like she's she's never been like yeah. it just puts in perspective of like she's never she's never experienced mm-hmm. anything. So mm-hmm. I really liked seeing her like in the open world for the first time, talking to Joel, asking him questions. And yeah, because she's like, I've never been in the woods before. Yeah, and and he's she's like, it's, there's a lot more bugs than I expected. So I thought that was really cool. Um, I just liked seeing seeing all of that. No, I get it. Go ahead. You, I've been talking. My throat is starting to hurt. So you oh. go ahead. You finish the you finish the episode or you, finish episode. Don't three? finish the episode. No, just, just oh my pick gosh. Up, 
pick up to where, pick up where I left left off. So, Bill in the game. This was the episode that de- uh, deterred from the game the most, because Bill, when they come across Bill, excuse me, when they come across Bill in the game, he's very miserable. He is all of he has built all the traps, and. They're walking through the woods, and Joel's telling Ellie, you have to actually shoot the tripwires yeah. in the game because Joel knows they're there. Uh, uh, he's He is a hoarder. He is a doomsday prepper. He is a survivalist. Very miserable. Very negative. And the only reason he – when Joel gets there, he's like, get the, get the you-know-what out of here. I don't need this girl here. I'm not responsible for y'all. Like, you want just – Almost like when uh, when Frank comes the first time, like you're gonna tell every person here to come yeah. to Bill's, and I'm not I'm not your yeah. you know your you how know. You, I think how we see Bill before we, before I think he, it's worse in the game though. I think it is worse in the game, but it's similar. But before he yeah. meets Frank, because when he's like, "Not today, you New World Order." Yes. Yeah. He, I think it's I think they sh- they portrayed a good part of his main personality mm-hmm. in the game is just this. Everyone leave me alone. Yep. Lone wolf. Don't don't come after me and my guns. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna set up all these traps. I don't need anybody. Yes. Like he's very And much- he does live in like his own town. He yeah. has quarantined basically this town with like garages and stuff like that. I don't remember boutiques and things of that nature, at least ones that you could go in. But uh he did have his own town to himself. What you realize through playing the game is that Frank is dead yeah, when you first show dead. up in the game uh and the only reason we know that is because frank's suicide note to bill is basically like you are horrible you're the worst person i've ever been around i'd rather be dead than be around you like like bill was horrible to him and bill it's not this it's not this story of love and saving each other that it is in episode three it's very much frank was like i don't want to even live anymore because i hate being around you. yeah and we do feel like some of some of Bill's – we know Bill read the letter. So in the game, we do know that some of Bill's issues are stemming from Frank killing himself because they don't necessarily have a romantic relationship in the game, but they were they, – they do say they were partners. Yeah. My partner, Frank. We don't know if they were, quote-unquote, business apocalypse partners or, like romantic or, or, romantic, partners, or both. Yeah. We yeah. don't know. But either way, they had more of just like a – friendship or acquaintance level relationship. We don't know. They could have been romantic partners. We yeah, have we no have idea. no idea. Yeah. But him but Frank dying in the game did affect Bill. So 100%. It, it made his angst even worse. Yes. Cuz we're assuming Bill was always like this. Yeah. Uh, in the game and I I kind of just want to separate the game before we go into the episode. In the game, Ellie and Bill's dialogue is really good because they're both they're both sardonic. They're both clappy. Mm-hmm. They both do not care, have no filters. And she roasts him a lot and puts him in his place. And he tries to, like, get Joel's help. And Joel's like, hey, dude, like, you kind of asked this on yourself. You're being a jerk. Yeah. Uh, so I do think we – we I, people on social media right now are saying we were robbed of that. I don't think that's fair because we had we had a great episode. So I don't think it's fair to say we were robbed of the dialogue – because I think we still got to see Bill be the way he is, especially with Joel and Tess and Frank. We were able to see how Bill was. Yeah, and I feel like the story 
they I feel like in the show it it went such a different direction that we didn't need we we didn't need the the back and forth dialogue between like I I feel like it it would have lessened the impact of what we did watch. I I agree. It wouldn't send the same message. I agree because I think that if you have Sarah die, mm-hmm. then Tess die, then you find out there's this horrible dude named Bill and Frank killed him. It's just like it's the game part one and part two are very bleak. Yeah. And I don't know if our quote unquote secular modernized audience wants to watch that type of show. Yeah. Because like, let's look at Black Mirror. There's really no hope in that show ever. No. Like there's nothing. You take nothing from it other than I feel awful and I understand why people f- who feel bad do bad things to yeah. themselves or other people. Yeah. And you don't condone it, but you you get that almost like trippy experience of like I get – I don't think – I think going into this they were like we got to provide like some kind of some pick kinda, me up. Yeah. We got to do something. Yeah. Because – Video gamers, we've been through that abuse. You know yeah. what I mean? We've watched people die and characters get ripped apart and all that. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Because, like, I was talking to you about this the other day. Even in The Northman, people were upset that, uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't read Hamlet or watched The Northman, fast forward 30 seconds, uh, they didn't like how he died at the end getting right. his revenge. Right. But Hamlet is part of where the whole he who seeks revenge should dig two graves and it's like, guys, that's that's the whole they they were replicating their own version of the play. Of like, the I don't, play, yeah. yeah, exactly. So whatever. Uh, but I think that I think this episode changed things because, and it's interesting to see where it'll go down the line, because I don't think they want it to just be all bleak. No, I don't think so either. Um. Uh, in the game, this is one of the coolest parts in the game. Maybe the maybe they'll do it. I don't know. I don't feel like it's a spoiler because, like, we've already got past this part. But there's a – I won't say what it is in case they do it. There's a really cool scene in the game with Joel during this part, and they didn't do it, and I was a little bummed. I kept hollering In the garage? Yeah. I'm not going to say what it is in case they do it. I don't know if they'll do – If we get to a certain point where I know they won't do it, then I'll bring it up. Well, it happens again at what? Well, I guess we're not supposed to talk about it. it Yeah, we can't talk about it. Okay. But if it happens, I'll bring it up. So that's kind of the differences – uh, that's the differences in the in the episode from the game of the episode. In the episode, obviously, you've got Frank. He is a hoarder. He is a survivalist. New world. He he dodges. No, Bill, not Frank. Bill, sorry. Bill dodges Fedra. We see in the game. We see this this really sad, horrible part that reminded me of the crazies where. Oh my god. That Joel's was so like, sad. I don't want I don't want you to walk, go this way. We need to cut through the woods. Yeah. Which he's already trying to look out for her. He's, all, it's, yeah, it's he's starting already to trying change. to protect her. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, Oh, let me see. And then it turns out. Fedra just wiped a bunch of people off of the face of the earth because they didn't have room in quarantine zones. They weren't infected. Bill would have been one of those people. We do a quick flashback where Bill, the start of the flashback is a dress from a skeleton was a dress from a lady who lived in Bill's neighborhood who died, who got shot by Fedra. And Bill was hiding in his basement with his guns ready to go. And he dodged all that. And then he had the town to himself. Uh, which I thought I kept calling for a flashback because when the show started, I'm like, oh, we're not going to do a flashback this time because yeah. I've grown to like them. And then they creatively did that, which I really liked. Uh, you get to see. Oh, well, I'll get to that. Uh, so Bill has his own town. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has the booby traps and all that. Frank ends up 
getting caught in a trap. And Frank's like, you know, I came from Baltimore. There's no one with me. I'm, or I'm trying to trying to get to Boston, right? He was trying to get to Boston. Trying yeah. to get to Boston from Baltimore. Uh, no one's with me. I'm hungry, whatever. And then... Well, it started with 10 of them. He was with a group of Yeah, 10. he was with a group and they all died. Frank lets them out, still very cautious, brings them in the house, uh, has, you know, brings them clothes, has them change and all that. But we can tell there's something weirdly going on with Frank. He's He's not nervous in the sense of, like... I'm scared this guy will kill me. He's just very, I can't think of the word, socially awkward, I guess, is the best way I could describe it. Yeah. He's he's socially kind of distant a little bit. Yeah. So then they have dinner. <clears throat> Frank's all about it, says this is great. Uh, uh, Bill knows how to pair wine with food, and Bill's like, I know I'm a survivalist and, you know, a doomsday prepper. He doesn't admit to that he's a doomsday prepper, but that's the vein. He's like, of I know, I don't, is. I don't seem like I don't that seem kind like of person. I, who would do this? And and Frank's like, oh, I, I feel that you are. And uh, they, Frank, before he goes, like, let me play a song on the piano. And then Bill's like, I don't want you to play that song. And so Frank goes, I'll leave if you play the song. So Bill plays it, and he's very emotionally about it. And Frank asks him, like, who's the girls? Who who's the girl? Like your and you're, lay, you're laying your heart out on the track. Yeah, who's, who's the girl? girl for? There was never a yeah. girl, which shows that what could have been inferred from the game is that, you know, uh, romantically, Bill, uh, Bill, you know, Bill is gay romantically. And then we find out that Frank is also. And then they basically, uh, they develop feelings for each other. And Frank's like, I'm going to stay a couple days uh, because of this newfound, you know, feelings development. And then the show just takes us on a journey. <laughs> yeah, it basically just takes us throughout the relationship. It's like three years later, ten years later. Like, it just it keeps going through the relationship about how, you know, they've grown to love each other. Frank is wearing on Bill. Yep. Because Frank's like, I want this town to be nice looking. Yeah. Frank's, if I'm allowed to use this word, Frank's a little more feminine in the sense of like, I want things to be pretty. Yeah. I want them to look nice. I don't care it's the apocalypse. If we can have this sense of normalcy here, we can actually build a life that's yeah. sustainable and we enjoy. Yeah. And Bill's still like, don't touch the shop. He's just yeah. very, He's, still yeah. Bill. Well, and, and we see that Frank is very much into art. He has these paintings all mm-hmm. over the house. And so Frank says to Bill, let me show our home the way that I love, mm-hmm. which is painting yeah. and making things I wanna, look nice. And- you like the way you love is building these traps and protecting people. Yeah. The, the way I love is creative expression and yeah, you know, exactly. Which is true. That's a true thing in any relationship. Yeah. So then they, this is also where we find out that Frank was the one who started the, the friendship with Joel and Tess. Because uh, uh, Frank says, we're going to get friends. And Bill's like, we ain't getting no friends out here. Which I, th- I thought was kind of funny. Cause it's it like, was. Where are these He's friends? Like, we have, there's no friends to be had. Where are these friends? Where are these <laughs> what, where, show me where these friends are. <laughs> and so he basically was like, well, I made a friend over the radio. And, of course, that sent Set Bill, Bill over the edge. He was not happy about it. And... And Frank was like, well, they're coming over for dinner. Like, get over it, basically. And then we see that Tess and Frank obviously are hitting it off. Bill's got the gun pointed at Joel. Uh, Joel ends up telling him to get the gun out of my face. Like, you picked good people. Like, 
Yeah. We're not going to do anything. Yeah. And then basically because of Joel's background in construction, he goes, that fence is going to go down in a year. Yeah. I can trade you stuff from the Fedra zone that's going to help you protect you and Frank for the rest of your life. I can get you medicine. I can get you sp- yeah. a spool that will yep. you can redo the fence. And then he does warn him raiders are going to come eventually. Yeah. There's no way you're going to be off the grid this long with raiders traveling. And then we do see that with raiders. Raiders, raiders end, up end up coming. Yeah. Coming. And Bill gets shot, uh, and Frank ends up saving him. We don't really see kind of what happens. We just – Bill doesn't die. Bill doesn't die. He just kind of passes out, and Frank just – It, it fast-forwards. Frank just – you know what's weird is it fast-forwards is so much yeah. that Frank's in a wheelchair. Yeah. It, like – It skipped so much. Yeah, it skipped much. so much time. Bill obviously survived. And then they're older, and then my brain started going, man, Bill's older than he was in the game. He is older than he was in and the Frank's game. And Frank's in a wheelchair. What we assume is Frank has developed some type of cancer. Just I by think the he way. has Parkinson's. Hmm. But the reason why I'm saying that is because half of his painting that he was doing hmm. of Bill was all shaken out. I know, but he was very like spotty and almost jaundiced too. Yeah. I feel like Park, I feel if they were doing, I feel if they wanted to insinuate parkinson's they'd have done more with like motor functions and stuff but they showed the painting had no half of it had no motor maybe, functions maybe you and, could be right and he said that there's no mri that i can get yeah. there was no cure for this before yeah, the pandemic because bill it starts to switch roles where bill's like optimistic maybe a doctor will come and we can yeah because frank basically says i want one last day i want a perfect day we're gonna go you're gonna do what i ask we're gonna go get married you're gonna cook me a meal and i'm gonna drink the rest of my medicine and I'm going to go to sleep at night and I'm not going to wake up. And, uh, it's very beautifully done. There's tons. It's built up the episode a ton for this all to happen. And then they go through the motions of the perfect day and then come to find out bill without Frank looking had put medicine in the wine bottle, not just the glass, yeah. not just the glass. And Frank kind of figured it out yeah. because how much did you put in the wine bottle? And he goes, enough to kill a horse. And then Frank gets upset for like a second, but then reali- and then Bill's like, I'm fulfilled. He's like, I'm old. I'm you old. Were my, you were you're, my purpose. You were my purpose. Yeah. I'm fulfilled. And so, yeah, they, they, uh, they die together at night. Uh, it's, the Romeo, it's like Romeo and Juliet. It was really sweet. I got teary-eyed. It was really sweet. And then uh, Joel and Ellie, while this is going on, uh, Joel and Ellie are looking for, in a gas station, they're looking for supplies. And Ellie goes down into like this little cellar dungeon thing and ends up seeing a clicker stuck and kills it. So that with like a shiv, which I thought was really cool and a, yeah. a flashback to the game. And the sh- uh, that's like her first clicker kill then because mm-hmm. she said she's never killed one. Yeah. And she did it pretty thoroughly and easily. Then they go to Bill's. Bill uh, leaves a note that I thought was very Bill, even yeah. at his old age. It was very Bill. He's like, you know, uh, we – we left the window open so it wouldn't stink. Something, something. Yeah. <laughs> and and Ellie reading it is really funny because yeah. she's she's reading it as in the dial like the. I feel like that's how you get some of the her like making fun of him. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it was very funny. Yeah. Because uh, he was like, I never really liked you, but I respected. Yeah, you. Yeah, I never really liked you, but I respected you. And obviously, you're the one who's here because you know the code and you're not blown up. Yeah, that's when he said he 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 because you're not blown up. <laughs> and so. Ellie stops reading because turns out Bill says, I want you to take all my stuff, take whatever you can to protect Tess. Obviously, Tess is no longer around. Uh, Joel kind of storms outside. 
almost starts crying but doesn't because it's it's been so long and the dude's just battle hardened and tested tested and he can't really he almost isn't capable of feeling any emotion other than with being withdrawn yeah like and so then that kind of sets that kind of sets the the that kind of is what I was talking about putting the catalyst in motion of protection cuz he's in his mind failed Sarah we don't know what happened to his wife or his you know Sarah's mom Sarah's mom yeah we don't uh, we know. don't know that in the game either uh, Tommy's gone. Yeah. You know, he probably has some remorse, feels like he failed Tommy. He failed Tess, so, so you know, I'm not going to fail. I'm not going to fail Ellie, and we kind of see that. And then the episode basically ends with them driving off and Ellie being super stoked because she's never been in a car. Yeah, that was, she's like, it's just like a spaceship. Uh, him making her put her seatbelt on, obviously. And in the house prior to that, he goes over the rules, which is what he also does in the game. Yeah. He's like, anything I tell you to do, you do it. Uh, you know, what I say goes. We're not mentioning Tess. I think in the game he says we're not mentioning Sarah or Tess at all. I can't remember. I can't remember either. Uh, there is a part in the game where he says we're not mentioning Sarah either. Yeah. Well, he does say in the show that we're not – We don't. I'm not talking about our histories. Yeah, yeah. And There's also an ongoing um, bit with Joel and Ellie because Ellie has been asking them since they met, even with Tess, that she wants her own gun, and he keeps yes. saying no. And then Ellie finds a gun in Bill's mm-hmm. like stationary cabinet and takes it, and puts she it in her backpack, it, yeah. and and Joel doesn't notice. Joel does not know. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, it. I thought it was a great episode. I felt it was a very good look into like how to conquer existentialism and how to save, you know, how love can save and conquer all. And I know those are cliche, but I I thought it was very well done. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very pronounced with the relationship stuff, which, which some I could see could feel as awkward, Uh, but it is what it is. That's, that's how life rolls. What I, one of the, one of the things I liked other than the imagery being the same, like the garage and the walks that they took in the very beginning with the cars like rusted in the background mm-hmm. and, and the uh, what I really liked was the end of the episode because it was basically an Easter egg of the window of the scene where you start The Last of Us. Yeah. Which was awesome. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> also, I'm a nerd and I geeked out because they used a song from part two. They in did. this episode, and I was so yes. stoked. When Frank I got showed, so excited. When Frank showed Bill that he got strawberries from Joel oh. Jess, and brings them over, they start playing a song from The Last of Us 2, which I oh, I, I, comment, so yeah, I commented how Last of Us 2 is such a more of an emotional game yeah. Oh, yeah. that the song is just – the songs are way more emotional. It's, it's, a, and, it's a – yeah. In, in it's a stimulus response. It, yeah. invo- it evokes a stimulus response. So it was, it was the perfect song, I think, for that moment. I or really elicits, liked it. Elicits a stimulus response. It was good. It was great. Uh, I'm very excited. Uh, we should be going full send Yeah. from here on out. It's, uh, so. it's going to get wild. We've got six episodes. Do we? There was, there's nine episodes? There's three, right? We, we did just did three. three. Yes, there's six left. I feel like they could do it in six episodes. I was starting to doubt it, but they didn't stretch the Bill stuff out at all. So I feel like there's two, there's two people we're going to meet who are together. That's all I'll say. I feel like they could do that in an episode, just like they did this Bill episode. They can do that. 
but there's episode. there's potentially an antagonist we'll meet that I feel will need two episodes. Yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like we'll see. I just don't want them to rush. I don't want them to. rush I don't want the either. ending to be rushed. But uh, Craig Mazin did Chernobyl, which is dang near perfect TV. Yeah. So it is what it is. I mean, right now I feel like the pacing has been really good. I think the pacing is good. There's something always happening, and it's yeah. super interesting. I don't. I think you do the nine episodes because there's no room for. <sighs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm. I. I don't want it to become. I don't want it to get the Walking Dead syndrome. Yes. Where it just becomes That's a perfect analogy. Drama, drama, yes. drama, and you lose the apocalyptic horror survivalist. Mm-hmm. You're right. The, That's a good way to look at it. And because man, those first couple seasons of The Walking of, Dead are so good. Oh, perfect TV, and then. Beep. Yeah. Not you like that jingo? Uh, I'll end the Last of Us discussion with that. Uh, we did watch the interview afterwards, and Neil Druckmann basically said, we are sticking to the game unless they come up with something better, and we feel like this, for the for the circumstances, was better. Yeah, and he and, and, that, and, and for he the said. Bill and Frank, they decided that that idea was better than the and game direction. People, there's a lot of discourse on social media, LOL, go figure, because that's all social media is. And and I don't mean that I'm not going to get on. You guys know how I feel about social media, good and bad. I'm not going to get. We're not going to talk about it. However, just enjoy that you have both versions. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it wasn't like the game. I played the game, and the show is called Last of Us, so it should be like the game, man. The thing is, is the overall, the overall story is the same. With the little details, like Bill's story, which, first of all, we don't fully know. This yeah. could have been Bill's story in the game. He was just younger. We yeah. just don't know. Yeah. We, we truly don't know. I was telling C-Max and his brother last night that if Bill didn't die with Frank, he would be a miserable person. Yeah. He would be just He'd like he was back, in the game. I think, I he would have so. gone back. He probably would have been more paranoid. There probably would have been traps all over the place. I, I feel like it, it would have been like the Bill in the game if he didn't die. I agree. So in my mind, yeah, it was different in the sense of we didn't see that in the game. Mm-hmm. But that's not to say that that wasn't his story. I don't think it's like that wasn't his story. Well, we don't know what his story was. Yeah. We just know that he was just a huge dick to Frank. That's the biggest difference uh-huh. is Frank vocally said that he was a dick. Mm-hmm. Well, written. He said it written getting away we're family friendly here Mom, you're getting too you emotional said hell uh hell is hell is a place whether you believe in it or not wow. it is a literary dictionary place i don't know if what you said is in the webster's merriam merriam uh dictionary should i have said the actual anatomical word <laughs> no <laughs> but our but our little monster blake did one time i think mm, that's weird uh, sorry, man, this is rough to go from this into infinity. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, we're at the hour mark guys. As we said, we, these episodes will be a little longer cause we're doing, um, we're doing bi-weekly and they're going to be action packed. I don't know how we're going to do the next episode. We got so much to go over next episode. I can't wait. Woo. So from there, we're, we're going to hit it up right into infinity pool. If you haven't seen Infinity Pool, but actually, do we want to do a non-spoiler real quick? 
Nope. Drea Spooky is saying we are going full spoilers. So we apologize. We're not doing non-spoiler. She wants to go full spoiler review. Basically, non-spoiler, just go watch the trailer, and you're still not going to know what's going on. So. <laughs> Perfect. So if you haven't seen Infinity Pool by Brandon Cronenberg and you don't want any spoilers, go ahead and hit that pause button now. So, as he said, Brandon Cronenberg, Infinity Pool. Mm -hmm. So, here's the blurb real quick. Guided by a seductive and mysterious woman, a couple on vacation venture outside the resort grounds and find themselves in a culture filled with violence, hedonism, and untold horror. A tragic accident soon leaves them facing a zero-tolerance policy for crime. Either you'll be executed, or if you're more, I had to click more, rich enough to afford it, you can watch yourself die instead. I feel like that gives a little too much away in the blurb. I feel like that also gives a little because I didn't too read the full away. blurb. I just knew what I wanted to do, and that was see the movie. Yeah, that's interesting. So hit him, babe. I need I need your help. I want you to hit him. I'm not hitting you with nothing. I'm hitting you with this. Uh, main character is James Foster. No, come on. You is our give main me character Alex Alexander Skarsgård. Don't just read the IMDb. Mia Goth is plays Gabby. <laughs> oh, baby. And Cleopatra Coleman plays Emma Frost. All right, talk about the movie. I. I'm giving credit to okay, the sorry, actors. Sorry, 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 and yeah, I, I thought it was perf- I thought the music was perfect. Uh, so yeah, I mean, go ahead. What do you, what do you want? No, you gotta go ahead. Why? I, d- I did I did The Last of Us for fifteen minutes. I watched myself. You have to you have to contribute. It's Matrimony of Madness. I did contribute. You contributed by reading an IMDb and talking <laughs> about music. Talk about the movie. You were there. We saw it. Okay. So this movie basically also solidifies how this movie, on top of all other movie, most a lot of movies that we've seen recently, you guys maybe like hanging out with people on vacation that you don't know isn't a good idea. <laughs> I wouldn't say that's the total thing that you should take from it, but that has been the reoccurring theme: is whether you go to a Airbnb or you go to a resort or you go to a different resort, maybe if some and and. This is hip- hypocritical because we met great friends on the cruise the last one we went on who haven't tried to murder us yet. But, like, yet they or... can't take us anywhere on a cruise. I mean, you're right. We're kind of – we're just all in the same boat. They can't take us anywhere unknown. So what she's referencing is, in case you didn't see the movie and you want to just hear about it, is they are uh, – Alexander Skarsgård's character, James, and his wife, M are on a – I was going to go over it. Okay, go ahead. They're on a vac- – well, they're on a vacation – I, do you, I don't know what country it is. I, I couldn't. That I don't know. Okay, so I don't know what country it is. It's definitely a foreign country. Mm-hmm. It probably is some kind of third world country. 100%. And they're there because James Foster is a writer. And he is currently going through writer's block. And Emma Foster, his wife, is very wealthy. And so she takes him on this trip because... He asked for it, mm-hmm. and you know she is trying to 
what's the word I'm looking for? Inspire okay. him. Yep. They're a fic. They're in a fictional island. Okay. Called uh, Latolka. Okay. Uh, they are holidaying in a resort on the fictional island of Latolka, but what you can infer is that they're in somewhere in Croatia. Okay. And that's from Cineropa.org. Okay, perfect. So basically, the way that this resort works is if you're if you come here on this island to visit this resort, you are not allowed to leave the resort because it's very dangerous outside of the resort on this island in this country. They don't take a lot of tourists. They, you're just, it's just not going to, it's just dangerous. Not a, not a great place for tourists to go. So if you're going to come to visit the country, you're not allowed to leave the resort. And basically what happens is, um, M hurt his wife is trying to inspire him and be like hey we can go on this tour we can go to this restaurant we can go do this we can go do that and he's just kind of like eh, i don't know nah. like he's just very uninspired unmotivated mm-hmm. to do yes. anything he's just which would maybe be why he has quote-unquote writer's block did we talk about that yeah yeah he has, that's why they went yeah, yeah. His writer's mm-hmm. block. so how did they meet how did they meet them Oh, okay. So she, they're at breakfast when, and so he's just kind of like, man, I don't, I don't want to do any of that. So she's just like, okay, I'm going to go on the beach because she's just kind of over it. So she's, she's like, I'm just going to meet me on the beach. So she leaves and he's walking on the beach probably to try to find her. And then there's somebody on a four wheeler who is like protesting. We could have protested. Yeah. Protesting the resort. Uh, it's probably a native of the island getting getting sand all over the the tourists and all this kind of stuff. And so he's like, what is going on? What is going on? And this is where we meet Gabby, which is played by Mia Goth. And so she explains that it's probably a tourist because of this and that. And then she's like, basic. I, I read your book, James Foster. Yeah, by the way, I loved your book. And he's like, what? Because he's not a well-known author at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yes, I loved your book. And she said the title of the book, whatever it was. And she's like, you know, basically I'm not trying to be a fangirl, but I'm mm. being a fangirl. Come to dinner with us, mm. me and my husband. Who's in architecture. Yep. But he's retired, he says. A retired architect. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it just so happened to be the same restaurant that his wife wanted to go to. Yep. So, of course, he's like, okay, let's do it. So they go to dinner. And creating, creating discourse with his wife. Yeah. Because she's like, oh, you found your fan club. And he makes a joke. Well, they had to be somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, they had to be somewhere. So she's insulting him. and So they go to dinner. They, they get to know each other a little bit more. And Mia, well, Gabby, mm-hmm. talks about how she's an actress. And she plays the, what does she call it? She's, I don't remember the like exact term. something? She basically fails at everything on fails, purpose. Fails, yes. She fails at everything to sell products. So what it made what what it made me think of, obviously she's an amazing actress. I can't say enough. She's one of my favorites. She's propelled into stardom. I literally said any scary movie, just put her in it. I don't care. She is a blessing. This child is a blessing to the both of us. That's Mia Goth. She's a blessing to this horror community, and I don't think we appreciate her. And I will stand her all day. Now that I've said that. 
it made me think of those commercials where someone goes to like stir the bowl and they fly it up in yeah. the air. She is it's like an she, infomercial. Yeah, she's an actress who fails, and then she does a demonstration of she can't cut a, a piece of bread. And she's like, cutting bread is hard, and she's like, crying. Bread is so hard. And then she's like, you need the whatever the, the contraption bun, is, the bun cutter or yeah. something. And she's like, you need it, don't you, James? And he's like, yeah, I need it. Yeah, I need this. Yeah, I need this. So they go through all that. They find out, you know, that his her husband is a retired architect architect and how he did some architecture at some of the other resorts yes and then they invite them i think so i think some of the resort that i think he helped do some of the resort they're at as well maybe yeah so then they invite them for the next day on like a little road trip getaway and they're like we can get a car and of course uh M is like, we're not supposed to leave the resort. This is weird. And James is like, come on. You said you wanted to see the island. Yada, yada, yada. And that's where she makes the, the, the fan club joke. And so they end up getting in the car with Gabby and her husband. I don't remember her husband's name. I keep forgetting. Yeah, I can't remember. So anyway, so they get in the car. They start driving out of the resort, which they're not supposed to. And they end up on the beach. They just start drinking and they're having some food. And Gabby gets a little close to James and does inappropriate things while yeah. he's trying to go to the asterisk. bathroom. We'll call it asterisk. Yes. She does an asterisk thing. So, of course. This movie is not family friendly at all, y'all. And we'll, we'll discuss that soon. Yeah. But. So, he, he, of course, was like, what the heck? What was that? Albin is, is Gabby's husband's name. What is it? Albin. Albin. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, basically, they're ready to go home. They're all trashed. They're mm-hmm. all drunk. James is the one that's probably the most sober, so he's like, I'll drive. Mm-hmm. So, he gets in the car. Well, this is like an older car. So that He's ha- also sobered up after asterisk happened to him. That was late. That was, it's nighttime. That was early. Oh, you're day. right. Okay, you're right. But he still has that thought process. Of well, like, yeah, I'm sure. So... So he's dri- they're driving, and the lights in the car don't work very well. Yes. So they keep flicking on and off. Well, they flicked off, and then they flicked on, and he ends up hitting somebody in the road and kills this man. And he's like, oh, my gosh, we got to call the police. We got we to gotta, what's going on. And Gabby's like, we are not calling Gabby the police. Gabby and Albin are nowhere. They're like, nope. They're like, get in the car. We're going to the resort. We'll take care of it. Go. So basically, they get back to the resort. They... They sleep. James wakes up to somebody knocking on the door. It's the police. Mm-hmm. I almost said it was Fedra. <laughs> <laughs> it's Fedra. They're it's everywhere. the police. They take him away, and they take M away as well. And basically, M and I think they also interrogated Gabby, didn't they? They interrogated M. I don't know. Because the detective basically says, my cousin rented you this vehicle. It would be great if you say that he didn't rent you the vehicle because he would have been condoning off-property yeah, use I, of the car and you're not allowed to. M agreed to it. I don't remember if they mentioned Gabby or Albin. But I thought Albin was the one who said, who also said the story. I can't remember. I can't remember either. But anyways, the detective basically was like, "This is they told us the whole story. Mm-hmm. So you just have to admit to mm-hmm. basically what it was. Uh, and so he's like, M admitted to all that. And he's like, yes. Yeah. So then he admitted to it. And then the detective says, okay, well, um, any crime here, basically any crime here is punishable by death. Mm-hmm. 
if you murdered somebody, the punishment is you are to be killed by the eldest son. For, for this crime. For this crime. You, you're killed by the eldest son so they can honor... The bloodline. The bloodline. Basically. So, of course... Roman Reigns. James is freaking out. What the heck? Yada, yada, yada. And then the detective says, but we have a deal with tourists. If you are wealthy enough, which we know his wife is... Mm -hmm. If you're wealthy enough, you can pay to be duplicated, mm -hmm. basically cloned. And then that clone is the, per is the one being executed. Mm -hmm. But the stipulation is you have to watch. Yes. You have to watch yourself get executed. Yes. So then this is where the movie gets wild. I don't think you – yeah, I, I'm doing you a favor because you did so great. I think we can sum it up with a few, a few statements here. And then kind of talk about the movie in itself because yeah, this is where it just goes off the rails. It does just go off the rails. So they, they do pay the money. They do clone. Uh, he watches. And M is noticing just this, this weird behavior out yeah. of James. And she's like, I can't believe you watched. Like, you smiled. Like, what's going on with you? And she wants to leave right away. And he's like, I can't find my passport. I don't know where it is. I can't find my passport. We can't leave. Yeah. So then he links up with the same. He links up with Gabby Alban, and there's more people in what we in this group that we'd like to call whatever we want to call the group, the friends, you know, and the posse. The posse, <laughs> and this is where some of the masks come in from the. Uh, they actually come in earlier, but some of the masks are worn by the locals to to insinuate the rainy seasons coming. Yes, they use the masks to go and steal this metal from this person who. Uh, fired Albin or like ousted Albin and he won a medal for his construction, but Albin contributed a lot to it. So what it was is Albin created the infinity yes. pool yeah. at that other resort yes. and it fell and broke and killed people. Yeah. But they ousted all, they blamed yes, Albin. They blamed Albin on yeah, it. Yeah. That's a good, good, good memory. And so they go and steal the, they steal the medal from this guy and they kind of hold him hostage at gunpoint. And they're trying to get James to do different things, and James doesn't do it. But turns out they still get caught. They pay again to do the infinity pool, and they all watch themselves die at once. I'm not going to say how because it's not family-friendly, but they all watch them die at once. But you think – you think – yeah, the way that they set the way it that up. they set it up is you think they're actually dying, and then they all start clapping. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. And then, man, we just go on a whirlwind of James going into these crazy fantasies of crime and asterisk content. And the way the asterisk content's filmed is very risque. Uh, it's been labeled NC-17 in certain countries. It's, it's, it's very out there. So if the asterisk content... If you can't do it, you will not be able to do it in this movie. It's it is very wrong everywhere. It's 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 basically triggering because he takes this local drug that they call this hallucinogen, this hallucinogen, and it just causes all these things. There's a lot of sexual content, uh, not a lot left to the imagination, I guess, if that makes sense. And then there's weird the some of the cinema, the way it's shot, is very very out there. You've got to be. You've got to have the right mind to watch it. I feel like, or maybe because I can watch it, I don't have the right mind. I'm not sure how to describe it. So one thing that we didn't mention, which is super important, mm -hmm. is 
after the first time, so after the after M and James watches James, they, they, the ashes, right? No, they do provide ashes. They do provide yeah, for ashes the clone, for the duplicate. Yep, they said here's your ashes, which I think is strange because then it's like, can you like like can you be like, oh, I'm actually dead. Like it's just weird. Can you like? Yeah. It's just weird. But anyways, um, but what the, what we forgot to mention is the next morning, M's like, we're leaving. Yeah. Pack your stuff. Yeah. And James says, I don't I have said that. my passport. I said that. You did? Yeah. I said that. I said all that. Oh my bad. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. This movie. This movie. I'm telling you. It, it's it's all over the this place. This movie, like, yeah. It blows it blows your mind. So the, so James is contributing into a lot of this, and he's engaging, and Gabby is. Gabby is endorsing it and she's promoting it and there you could call them swingers I guess there's that aspect of it too as far as like fantasy and the your uh, your utmost fantasies and things of that nature it's very detached from reality they there's an instance where they claim to James that they stole the detective and they want James to show his strength and he's beating the te- the detective up but then they take off the mask and he's beating himself up another duplicate of himself yeah freaks out, finds his passport that he conveniently hid under the sink to stay. Yeah. Then he tries to leave. Because Emma's gone by now. Yeah, Emma's left. Then he tries to leave, and he gets on a bus, and he gets his passport. Uh, they say they're going to get – they say they're going to work out his passport, but they don't. That's why he – that's why they hoaxed – they coaxed him into doing the steal the metal. It's because the guy's like, I have contacts. We'll get your yeah. passport back. So he does all this stuff just to leave, and then Mia and the posse cut him off, and she's basically talking about how she hates his book. He reads a review and trashes him as she's making him walk yeah. back to the... And she's like, I'm an actress, remember? Yeah, and uh, basically trashing him and telling telling her, uh, she's telling him that they saved him, and they, there's the new James, and all this types of stuff. Uh, because he gets a gun wound, he ends up staying at a house and they show up for the denouement basically of the, of the movie, which is where they make James fight another duplicate of himself. That's a dog. And to me that symbolizes like breaking free. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that's going on here, but to me that symbolized like out with the old and being reborn. And then another asterisk event happens that demonstrates him being reborn as a new person. And there's a lot of the, there's a lot of themes here of, you know, money can get you whatever you want, can make you immune to the issues of society. Yeah. Can get you uh, off off the hook, basically. Yeah. Uh, we also we realize that they're probably contained because they want to keep them all in one place because they can get away with whatever out in the real world. So it's like, let's contain them in this resort to try and keep them there. So they're not, you know, pouring over into the third world country and mucking that up. And to me that, that, that made me think of like empiricism and stuff and how people go and it's our country now, boy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, There's also a lot of themes uh, with being numb, being Mm -hmm. numb to your, to your responsibilities and, being numb to the ramifications of what can happen because they're just doing crimes and duplicates. They are. They they're just care. like, whatever. Uh, the ending to me was brilliant because they, uh, it is actually time for the posse to go home. And So this was my favorite part of the movie. It's crazy. 
They're on a bus. And Gabby and Alban are talking about people they have to pay for invoicing and how Gabby already paid them. Yeah. And that they shouldn't be trying to take advantage. And they're having everyday conversations. Yep. And then the other couple is talking about like like lunch plans. Dinner and reservations. Like, like business meetings. And James is like. His, the look on his face is like, what on earth is going... Because they just, like a light switch, goes back to their normal And guys, selves. we're not describing all the asterisks. I mean, let's just say they got to really know each other, okay? It's crazy. And it's not even just the asterisk stuff. It's the events, it's, like going in and... There's so yeah. much stuff that happens that they do in Watching this- themselves die together and spending the money to duplicate themselves and... It's crazy. And... M, uh, before James leaves, he calls M, he apologizes, he says, I'm on my way back. The movie ends with James going back to the resort and just sitting there in the rain, and then it ends, and I thought that was tre magnifique. Yeah. Because to me, that symbolizes, like, being numb and wanting. As much as he didn't want it, he wants yeah. all well, that. And we it also reminded me of leaving a cruise, and I don't want to do anything for, like, a week. Well, it also... Which is the funny version of describing yeah. being numb and... We we also see that there's three urns in his suitcase. Yeah. And we're like, we, we didn't see... We don't know where the third one came from. We never saw the third execution. So we're like, there's three urns in there, which is crazy. And, yeah, the, the bus scene with all of them, that was my favorite scene out of the that whole thing. I was like, dude, this is amazing. Because they all just... Literally, it's different people. Yeah. None of them have makeup on. Nope. They're literally just yep. going to the airport, nothing. And then, yeah, they all get on their flights, and they're saying bye, and they're just like, okay, have well, a nice flight. hopefully we'll see you next year. Yeah, have a dude. nice flight, bye. Like, no, like nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't have, like, this crazy experience together. And so I think that just got to James's head, and he's like, what the heck? What? What? And I feel like when somebody is detached from reality so bad Mm -hmm. and then they get hit with reality Mm -hmm. so hard Mm -hmm. afterwards, it, it almost paralyzes them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what happened to James. I think he got so paralyzed from coming out of reality back into it so hard by watching this posse just switch. And it was so easy for them that he just ended up going back to the resort. It's a taste of fame and validation and all that. And yeah, it just ends like, he could sit there and drown. We don't know if he goes home. It, it was it was uh, symbolically very yeah. cool. The way that the well storm done. looks like it looks like it washes over the resort, which is why they clear it out. Like mm-hmm. like people can't stay yeah, there, during, can't the, be there. during the storm season because it almost looks like it washes it out mm-hmm. and it might flood. So I don't know. He might drown. Yeah, he might I don't ch- know. Yeah, very well done. Uh, Alex and Mia have a lot going. The other acting is great too, but Alex and Mia have a lot going for them. Uh, they haven't had the movies that I've seen all of them in lately have all been good. Oh, absolutely. And uh, it was the perfect cast. The movie is weird though. Uh, It's, it's a lot. It's, it's very overwhelming. There's an epilepsy warning in the beginning because there's a lot of neon lights, a lot of, a lot of reverb, a lot of the room is filled with like reverb while yeah, things are going on. A lot of flashing. A lot of flashing. A lot of dis- just like his previous work, Possessor, a lot of distortion in the faces and the bodies. Yeah. And a lot of dysmorphic t- types of stuff going on. Uh, I don't ever really get uncomfortable and I wouldn't say I got uncomfortable, but I got like a little queasy. Hmm. And this is also happening real quick in Dead Space when... You know how in Dead Space, when you get close to a marker, like the marker in Dead Space, it starts to like... Yeah. I just... 
And this is where I think our best friend from the show, David, had trouble playing PC games. Oh, being so the, close yeah. with the way I'm starting to have that happen to me, I feel like. We're like, I don't get sick, I'm not gonna throw up, I'm not gonna have seizures, but I get like almost like, Am I moving? Like I start like yeah. <laughs> reaching out, like, what's going on? Uh one of those movies that you can't really uh it's it's dis- it's meant to be discussed and it's meant to be wild and I think it's a great way to have started off our 2023, and I, I, I really liked this movie. I think I like Possessor better because Possessor was more reeled in. Yeah. This one is way more braver and off the rails. Yep. But the story, I thought about, man, if this was a book, oh my god. Okay. It was. It was so. Yeah. It was. That's not to say this movie is bad. No, no, no. This movie was great. I would love a, a book. A book would be insane. I would love a book. I do agree with you. I think I do like Possessor more. And I think it's also because it was more of a lower budget film too. Mm-hmm. So they mm-hmm. didn't have he didn't he didn't have all the accessibility to go crazy, but it still was it still showed his artwork and his style. And this movie is meant to be a lot. It, and a, yeah. Yeah, it's meant to be a lot. But I, I love the story. I love, I love the, the story. I love, I love the, the plot ending. line. Yeah, the, it was great. I, I, really, I really did enjoy it. wasn't a final girl. It's definitely a slasher to me. Uh, what about you? It's definitely a slasher for and me. And if you guys don't know, we review everything on a hack, hack and slash, uh, slasher and final girl. Final girl basically being a 10 out of 10 perfection. So a slasher is still a very good score. Uh, I definitely recommend seeing this movie. Before we close off the show, I'll end with this dad brought oh his kids in. And I'm talking like. It was a like, whole family. It wasn't. Yeah, it was yeah. a whole family. Dad and wife. I'm talking maybe a 12-year-old kid at most. And maybe like a 16-year-old 16-year-old girl. girl. Guys, I was a little bit of a rebel at 16. I had not seen, I think, some of the stuff that I saw on this movie no way. when I was 16. No a hundred percent no. Uh, yeah, not it for me. is. It is out there. It is asterisk, asterisk. It is asterisk. not family friendly. Not at family all. friendly at all. Please and don't then be like these parents. I felt uncomfortable because I felt responsible that I was watching this movie near With kids. underage yeah, kids. Yeah, like I, know, I was like, weird. You're making me feel bad for being and here. And then his dad had to explain it to. There's nothing you could explain in the time that like, you would dude, try to explain it. Please, please just leave. I believe in censorship in the sense of. Kids should not be seeing some of these movies. But then we were talking, C-Max and I were talking about how there's three movies that were currently playing at the same so time. So, yeah, if you wanted a horror experience, there is no excuse. Fear. Fear. Megan is still in some missing. theaters. And Missing. All three of those movies all were out, playing yeah, all around the same time that we saw Infinity Pool. And there, it's like... You can get your horror there. There's if, horror yeah, and psychological If your kid really theaters. wanted a horror movie, you yeah. didn't have to take him to this. This was not the one. I was like, What? This I saw the them one. walk in, and I and I had. And of course, so they much walk in late. I had so much anxiety. I had super anxiety too. I was like, "This is not." But good. that's either here nor there, uh, guys. Thank you so so much for listening to this episode. Uh, I feel like it was a banger. I feel like it was a little droney at times, but man, trying to do the Last of Us. If you guys have seen the Last of Us and Infinity Pool, you can probably come to terms with how hard it was to put all of them in an episode. Next episode is going to be stacked. I'm going to be, hey, chicks, I'm 36 years old. We're going to talk about Knock at the Cabin, the movie, and the book, Glory, Glory to David Batista. And we're going to talk about our Dead Space review. I wanted to do it here. I'm glad I didn't because we'd still have to talk about Dead Space, and I'd be freaking out right now. 
So I'm glad. I'd be taking a nap. Did it. You did great by telling me, don't worry about it. Thanks. And I'm very proud of you for that. Thanks. Guys, we have an Instagram. We have a Facebook. We have a Twitter. We have a TikTok. If if there was live journal, we had it. If we had Tumblr content, we would put it out there. If we had MySpace, you'd be if in our top eight. If we had MySpace, eight. you'd be in our top eight. We've got everything. Uh, please, 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 if you could follow or like, it's free. It's, it'd be super cool to do that. If you like something we talk about and you're on Reddit and you want to mention it to somebody or mention it to a friend in passing or you're doing pull-ups and you're like, you know what? Uh, Infinity Pool is a really cool movie. There was this cast that talked about it. You should check it out. Whatever, guys. It's all free. We're never going to ask you to spend money or do anything to, to view us or listen to us or promote us. But if you could share and just help us grow organically that would be awesome we appreciate all the comments i appreciate people asking where we were and we're very excited for the weeks to come because we feel like we've got some banger episodes to put out and we want to be excited to talk to you guys and if we're excited you guys are excited and we're all happy and finding joy you got anything to say before we end this bad boy uh i got nothing to say shout out to the teen wolves shout out to the little monsters we love y'all Jamesies! Little baby!